And we're on the air in five, four, three, two, one. Pencil. We are beginning to be able, cautiously and with our eyes open, to encourage some interchange of ideas. We have to start thinking about tomorrow. I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Evening Thanks anchor for, for W.O.W. and the CW, I believe. You're right. Did you read up on me? How do you know so much? Well, I tend to watch the 9 o'clock news, so I knew about the CW, but... Very good. Yeah. I always wonder if anyone actually watches the, the CW news. So we have one person. That's exactly. Good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when was it? Last week, I believe, you did a piece mm-hmm. about personal safety apps. Yeah. So last Thursday, um, I we aired one of the stories that I had been working on for several weeks um, prior to that. And it's about apps that can save your life, you know, the apps that can can really help you in scary situations. So it was really interesting. Yeah, we're both kind of tech junkies on this podcast. Mm. So it was kind of interesting that we were, you know, a local station was sharing information about a, an app and mm-hmm. uh, a personal safety app nonetheless. So it was kind of interesting. How did that come about? Yeah, so typically um, we're assigned stories. So sometimes we pitch stories that we're really interested in. Um, This time I pitched a few stories and got no bites from my boss, uh, but he tossed me this one. And it was sort of uh, a coincidence because I'm no stranger to these personal security apps. Um, I've actually used one with my family for many years um, since moving to Wisconsin because they live in Ohio and, you know, they're worried about me. I'm worried about them. And so we got these apps and and have been really impressed so far. So when I got this topic, it was like, hey, I sort of know what I'm talking about, but let's learn more. So we did. We dove a little bit deeper into the topic and talked to some experts about how they work. And we even tested one out um, in my story as well. And if I remember, they, that the person that invented that app was from um, Stevens Point? No, no. So the person that invented the app is uh, just graduated college at um, University of Michigan, I believe. Oh. And the app is called Companion. So they're Midwest students. Uh, they saw a need for um, a personal security app on their campus and never thought that it would blow up the way that it did. But that need was something that people felt all across the country. And now globally, their app is used. It's called Companion, again, just in case anyone wants to check it out. Um, But I talked to the co-founder, and it was so interesting to hear from her. Um, They started when they were just like 21, maybe 20, um, and and started this huge business, really. It's turned into a business and, and a life for them. So, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see some background on that because you, you say that was a year ago and doing a quick Google search on it. I mean, there's, you know, top 10, top five lists mm-hmm. all over the place as far mm-hmm. as these apps. So mm-hmm. it really has been become, become a business that's boomed quickly. Yeah. And that's how I found the apps that I wanted to spotlight. First of all, I wanted them to be free um, because I wanted any of our viewers to be able to get them. 
if they were interested. Second, I wanted them to be, you know, recommended by a lot of people. And so by doing that Google search, I found um, Companion was was really highly recommended and had been around for a few years. So it was a little bit established. Um, they've worked out some of the glitches. Of course, they still get some some tips, I guess we could call them, every now and then. Um, but when I talked to Lexi is her name, Lexi Ernst, the co-founder, she said, we love getting those tips. We love getting the constructive criticism. It gives us a way to make our app um, and our personal security company better. So right. they take those and, and work with them. Can you talk a little bit about how it works, how it works with you and your family and how sure. that interaction goes? Yeah. So. Um, there are so many different apps on the market right now. So it's really a, a personal preference, which one um, fits best for your lifestyle. The one that I use with my family is called Life360. And um, it was just recommended to me by someone that I did an interview with um, like three and a half years ago or so. And um, basically, you put in your information into this app. So your name, you have a username or whatever, and then you invite um, family or friends to join your group. Um, so not just any random person can see, you know, the app um, or where you are. It is a GPS based app. Um, so I invited my mom, dad, grandma, um, not my brothers. They didn't want to be part of this whole experiment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You know, if I call my dad and he doesn't answer, my dad always answers. So if he doesn't, I get a little bit worried. So what do I do now? I go right on life 360 and I, um, open it up and I can see that my dad's at work. So he's probably in a meeting, can't answer the phone. So I'll send him a text. Hey, I see you're at work. Just, um, call me when you get a few minutes, something like that. So it really is peace of mind. That's something that I use it for with my family. Um, it's just making us all feel like we have each other's backs, I guess, being hundreds of miles away. Um, but the other app that we that we featured, Companion, is used typically um, for people who are in like life-threatening situations. So what you do with that app is you um, log on to Companion, you invite a friend or a family member to virtually walk you or it can even follow you as you're driving to a destination. So you have to put in um, an address and then that person who you've invited or a couple of people, you can invite several people, um, will see where you are just for that journey. Um, so they won't be able to see where you are 24 seven. That was an interesting feature with this one. Um, and then the cool stuff that we found was like, if you start running, so if your pace changes or if you're, it's jostled, um, it will send an alert. Hey, are you okay? And if you don't say, yes, I'm okay. It will send an alert to your companions, whoever's following you to your destination. Another thing I really liked, if you drop the phone, so say an attacker is coming from behind and knocks the phone out of your hand, um, it will go off with an alert. Hey, are you okay? What's going on? And if you don't press okay, 
then it sends out an alert. And at that point, it leaves it up to your friends or family, whoever's with you for this virtual walk um, to, to either contact authorities because they have your exact location or to reach out to you in a different way. You know, maybe you have um, like a Facebook messenger or something like that where they can get a hold of you on an iPad. Um, so just a, a different method of reaching you. But these little features that they have on this app were so interesting and I can see them really helping if you're in a life-threatening situation. It was so interesting. Yeah, that's very cool. Are they tied to law enforcement at all? Some of them are, some of them aren't. Um, so it, like I said, it just depends on the app that you find. The cool thing that Companion's doing now as they're expanding and, and now they're global, um, they are getting some professional safety experts involved. So if you pay a fee, and I think this is how it's going to work, it's not been released yet, but if you pay a fee, you'll have a professional who's going to virtually walk you somewhere. So if they think something's wrong, um, they can contact police and, and ping out your location or whatever. So that's like a really cool feature that should be released in the next couple of months. Um, and that could be useful, you know, if it's two in the morning and you have to go somewhere um, and no one's awake and you need someone else to look out for you. Or if you live on a bad side of town and you just always want someone to be there, that's an option. Yeah, I could see. I definitely could see it. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. The one thing I was interested in, I don't know if you dug any deeper into it, was the law enforcement response to mm, these apps yeah. within mm -hmm. your report. It yeah. was a little surprising. They were. They seemed a little offended. <laughs> they were. They were. <laughs> so I actually, you know, you call around and try to get these interviews and you never know what people are going to say. And so when I called um, Stevens Point Police Department, they were very open to doing the interview, but they warned me. They said, you know, we're not all for this. Um, so we'll tell you, you know, what we think of the app, but it's not going to be a, you know, happy go lucky. Yeah, this app is awesome. And I said, you know what? That's fine. That's both sides. So if that's exactly. what you truly yeah. believe, then that's what I want to hear. So we sat down with... Um, Sergeant Bobble with the Stevens Point Police Department and, and talked to him. And he's he was a little hesitant because, as he said, you know, phones die. You might not have service somewhere. It's really hard to rely on something like this in a life-threatening situation. Um, and so we talked a lot about that. Then come to find out he actually uses a GPS app on his phone <laughs> with his kids. So his main thing was, you know, life-threatening situations, I don't know, you know, 911 is probably your best bet here. But if you're using it to keep tabs on family members or to make sure your kids are where they're supposed to be, um, then then it's fine, you know, it's good. But yeah, it was really monkey interesting. See, monkey do. Right? It was really interesting to, to get their perspective. We should have a follow-up to this, Dino. We'll have, we'll have Rebecca come in and the app person and the police. Yeah, see, we'll get them all. We'll get them all in the same room. I think I think it would be great because, like, when I when I read the article and and saw the report, all I kept thinking was, I graduated high school with Tony, and I was okay. like, oh geez, I can't believe he's in a position of authority. He was such a goof, you know. 
And he had a, he had a ridiculous mullet in high school, and he didn't oh he didn't gosh. ever talk. So, <laughs> but yes, we should absolutely bring Tony on the podcast so yeah. he can sit there and not talk. Yeah, it was it was cool. My mom actually, you know, I, I bounce ideas off of my mom a lot because she is our main demographic. So what that means, she's the age, um, the sex, so she's a female um, of the people who are typically watching our news. Um, so we try to target a lot of our stories toward that demographic. And so I talked to my mom, I bounce a lot of ideas off of her. And so afterwards, she watched the story, she loved it, um, especially because it has a personal tie for us and our family. Um, but also, she brought up a good point. She said, you know, you also could have probably interviewed like a parent and a kid that was just turning 16 years old and, and driving out of the driveway for the first time on their own and then had them get the app and, and talk to a parent about how safe they feel. And I know that's how my mom has used it with my little brother. Um, and I said, that's a great idea. Moms would probably love that, but all of the 16 year olds would hate me. I would never get <laughs> a 16 year old to talk to me here in central Wisconsin ever again. But it's true. These apps can be used for so many different reasons. I don't think that they would hate you. They're going to hate the parents <laughs> because the parents are going to find it one way or the other. It's, it's just true. the times we live in. Yeah. But you focused on on college kids. So mm -hmm. how did you see, outside of what you reported, how did you see this impacting their day-to-day? -day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, recently in the past couple of months, there was a, a little bit of a drugging scare at a, a party off campus in Stevens Point. Um, two, two women, college students, said that their drinks were spiked and that they couldn't really remember a lot. And that put people on edge there. I mean, it's Stevens Point. It's a small community. And stuff like that typically doesn't happen. That's what um, Tegan said. She was one of the students that I interviewed. She's like, yeah, it was a little scary. Stuff like this doesn't happen here. Um, so I took that and I thought, okay, maybe if they had this app and they you know, felt a little uncomfortable at a party, they could let their friend know, hey, can you check in on me in about 15 minutes? A lot of these apps do have a messaging feature so they can see where, they, where you are and you can also message back and forth. Um, so I thought that you know, maybe this could have helped in that situation. I don't know, I wasn't there. But that's sort of what I, what I worked with. Um, and there's also been some other incidents recently. When I was talking to some of the students there, they said that there was um, some racial issues that we had never heard about here at Channel 9 months ago. Um, and, and that left African-American people on edge, too. So maybe if they had this app, this would just give them that peace of mind when they're walking somewhere at night. You know, a lot of kids have night classes um, that they have to get to and from their house. And so I, I thought these apps could be helpful and, you know, their parents watching, that would make them feel at ease too, knowing that their kids have this tool uh, that they can use if they ever feel a little uneasy. Did you get a sense for how many students in this case are, are using apps like these? Yeah, so I asked around, a lot of people were like, no, I feel safe here, I don't know, whatever. But then I found Tegan, and Tegan uses an app called Glimpse. It's one I had never heard of, did some research, very similar to Companion or Life360, all GPS-based, um, and, and you can message back and forth uh, with your 
person who's who's watching you. Um, and she said that she uses it on first dates, which is a, a great idea. You know, you never know what yeah. you're getting into. Um, you know, as a woman, you could feel uncomfortable being alone with someone the first time. And so she'll say, hey, can can you just uh, stay be on call, I guess, um, while I'm while I'm out on this first date. And that's what her friends do for her. And she said she really loves that and that it does make her feel safe. So she was one of the students who tested out Companion, and she liked that. I think it had some different features than than Glimpse, such as, you know, if you drop it, it will send out an alert. But, um, yeah, not a lot of students at this point use the apps here in central Wisconsin, but I could see it picking up. I really could. How's the feedback when you do stories like this? Do you get a lot of follow-up from viewers to say, mm -hmm. hey, I've this is a great app, a great idea. I've started using mm -hmm. this and it's super awesome. Yeah, we did get feedback from this story. I was pleasantly surprised. We got feedback even before the story aired from moms and different people who were like, hey, you know, I can't stay up till 10 o'clock, but I really want to see this story. Can you send me the link? Um, so it was cool to, to see that people were interested even before um, it, it ran. But afterward, I heard from a couple of people who said, this is awesome, and I'm downloading it right now. Um, this was one of the stories that I didn't get really any negative feedback. Nice. Um, so this was, you know, a story that's helpful. It's informing. Um, and I, I did. I made sure that I had both sides because I know there's skeptics out there. You know, all these apps are, you know, not the best thing you should do in, a, in different situations. And that's fine. You know, if that's what people think, then that's fine. Um, but this is, you know, the way our world is moving with all this technology. And so I think it's important to show people what's available to them and it's free nice so i know that we have to cut it short because of your schedule but maybe we just end on a super positive note you can <laughs> tell us a little bit about how long you've been here how long what you oh, think cool. of the community sure. yeah so i actually moved to marshfield from cleveland ohio about wow, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> You know what? Everyone says that. Hey, I love Cleveland. I love my Cavs. Not necessarily the Browns, though. I'm in Marshfield, but now that you've mentioned the Cavs. Oh, oh. I'm sorry no. again. Marshfield is awesome, too. I loved Marshfield. But I, I lived there um, just for a few months when I, right out of college. I was the Marshfield Bureau reporter. So when I started, I was literally at the bottom of the food chain. Um, and, and like I said, I worked there for just a couple of months in an office space at a bank is where they put me. And so I'd edit my stories down there all by myself and send them over to Wausau. Um, and that was great experience. It really was. I learned a lot about myself and about the business. And then I was promoted to Weekend Anchor. And so at that point, they moved me from Marshfield to Wausau. Um, and I did that for about a year, um, loved every bit of it. Like I said, great experience weekend anchor. You have no clue how much they have to do. They're basically juggling all of the jobs that, you know, six people do during the week all by themselves, because there's really not a lot of people at the station on the weekend. 
Um, and then uh, luckily, you know, a year later I was promoted to morning anchor. And then a year after that, I was promoted to evening anchor. So I've never had the same job here at channel nine for more than a year, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I love Wausau. I think it's a great community. Everyone has been so welcoming and kind and you don't always find that in your first job or really at all in this business. You know, there's a lot of people criticizing all the time um, and it can really wear you down. But I have been so fortunate to live in a community where people really, you know, boost me up most of the time. They make me feel really good about myself and about the work that I'm doing to help, you know, other community members. So I love it here. I really do. Nice. Mm-hmm. And what's your take on LeBron? What's my take on LeBron? He's awesome. Is that what you want to hear? Okay. No, I don't. We're going to end this, right? We're going to cut this <laughs> Yeah, short. that was it right no. there. I don't even know no, that I'm editing we're done. this podcast now. Forget it. <laughs> we're not even going to post this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I had fun. I'm glad you could come on. We, I had mentioned to you, I think, over Twitter about recommendations. A lot of times we'll end these podcasts with recommendations of things to check out afterward. Mm-hmm. You got anything? mean what do you mean check out afterward what give me an example websites music anything that strikes you oh boy well what does rebecca ridley recommend today today Hmm. pizza that's what i'm gonna recommend if you haven't had pizza today go out and get yourself a good pizza how's that I'm eating pizza right now, so that's uh, yeah. Pretty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go have pizza right now too. <laughs> I give you permission. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> All right, thank guys. You. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Absolutely. Rebecca. See ya. We have to start thinking about tomorrow. I've heard that somewhere. We must act today in order to preserve tomorrow, and let there be no misunderstanding. Our objectives are clear. Well, I like to go in and rush your stuff a bit and run the road deep. You think the Russians could dig your kind of music? They'll dig it. Save your energy. Lucky under! The big brusque satellite is just a jamming it like I know! We are talking about a society in which there will be no roles other than those chosen or those earned. We are really talking about humanism. Why did you flip what we said on the radio? To encourage some interchange of ideas, of books, magazines, students, tourists, artists, radio programs, technical experts. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being. I want you and your boys to cease and desist from violating the American airwaves or I won't be responsible for the consequences. Further communications may not be possible. It's this guy. He's got a private radio station. When we intend to bring it to existence by any means Uhura, what's on the comm channels? Very active, sir. Multi-phasing transmissions overlapping. It's almost a gibberish. Welcome. 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 Simply adjust the frequency. The switch. Welcome to Radio Program. Beginning according to plan. We control the transmission. What are you doing on this frequency? Just remember who you are.